Real news. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today is August 3rd, 2020. And boy, you know, I was humbled today uh, beyond uh, belief. I will just say without saying much on it that um, today um, was incredible. So I opened up my inbox and I had a... A lot of people, and not just one, but I only responded to one. I had an inbox with like thousands of emails, so I was like, let me get through all of them. And all of them had one reoccurring theme. They were all guiding me to some videos of someone from a while ago, recreated. It was, it was, it was crazy. And then, uh, you know, I called uh, two people that I uh, work with in regards to how do we package information? How do we put it out into the public? You know, and so as we're talking, right, we're talking, we're having this and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm shaken. This sounds like something. Whoa. And this, whoa, how did this person know all this? And, um, it was, it was so humbling because as we were having the conversation, uh, the person involved in those videos that is no longer with us, someone from their inner circle calls one of the individuals that was on the call with me and came in. It was the most insane synchronicity ever. And I just can't explain. That was him showing. That was so humbling. So humbling. Now, um, I thought I'd start the show with uh, a trailer of something that I've been working on for a very long time uh, with uh, Millie Weaver, who has, I might, I have to say, one of the most incredible, uh, you know, producers to put things together in such a way. I mean, it was you know, I'm blown away. Obviously I look very tired in it. (laughs) I'm okay with that. But I thought I would share this with you, uh, on air, uh, so that you can see it as well. Um, it's, um, it's a, it's a trailer and hopefully what she can do rather than it be removed, um, uh, she can probably share it on Twitch. I, I told her, you know, this would be great. So here we go. Take a listen to this um, new um, work that she's been putting together. One moment. I don't think I have my sound things ready. There we go. Worked for John Brennan, approached me while I was in my specialist training in the Navy. I worked for Obama's National Security Advisor, General James Jones, and for about eight years for the development of social media psychological warfare. We're talking about military-grade psychological warfare weapons being used on American citizens. Paid for by American taxpayers. I was a contractor for various intelligence agencies. Our intelligence doesn't stay within our borders or within federal buildings. Force Psychological Operations Group had no idea that we were going to be taking their years worth of work that they paid us to do and we kept the intellectual property rights to it and um, uh, remarketed it, branded it commercially as the Shadow Net. 
it pries into your demographic, your world. So if I want to blackmail you and put you under my thumb, not only will I know everything, I will know people I can get in contact to find out more about you. I had full access to communications between the former GCHQ director, Hannigan, Adam Schiff, Daniel Jones, Brennan, General Jones, and many, many more. You may know where the Hillary Clinton emails are. Do you want to see me in Leavenworth? Which I don't, by the way, so nobody rate me. What basically you've heard just being described for the last three or four years with fake news and the fake news journalists, fake stories, fake dossier, all these things are attributes and characteristics of psychological warfare. What did you name it iSci for? I like the iPhone, uh, Sci for psychological warfare. Okay. These operations aren't like just small things. They have to coordinate and organize all of these things. They have to coordinate with the assets they have in the media. And they have to do all of this without any attribution to themselves. So just if you guys noticed, the data is going up within the sphere there, and uh, that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, I, I'm just going to say, you know, when when we were when we were laughing, um, talking a couple years ago, I think it was a little over a year ago, uh, with. Um, uh, a certain group of people and and Millie was one of them you know I told them Snowden's not the good guy I'm I'm like the new Snowden I'm the one that is exposing who he is he was a tool uh, he uh, you know um, was not the real deal I I, I helped create this software because of the operations with no software uh, that existed. Uh, you know, this, it, I should be one of the, you know, I was a, I was a child <laughs> when I, you know, was putting together how we can reality hack people and bringing all these people together uh, through the tech uh, that is available to the public the tech that is available to the public and then insert me with my most, uh, you know, important weapon between the six inches between my ears is this quantum computer. All of you house it's between your ears. And so, you know, it's all coming to light slowly. And it's important because when you, when you build a house, you put on one brick, after another, you can't just slap them right on. And um, I noticed that, you know, some people were like going back to old shows. The only one that's not there is my November 5th, which was my first one. It was actually pre-recorded because I was nervous. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to release that, you know, on the three-year, um, well, I'm going to release it when it has to be released. I guess it's time, right? All of it comes with time. So um, what we need to be doing more is not walking around with our mouth open and not looking down, but looking up. I, I've said this many times. We have stopped looking up and we're always looking down. Some may say on, on our phones and, you know, and, and life is life. You know, I get so many messages from very close friends and not and just listeners who say, you know, you, you tell us, you know, uh, we're not paying attention and you're teasing us. You're doing this. And it's like, look, I'm not teasing anybody. What I'm doing is gaslighting these people so they can trip. 
okay? So they can trip and fall on their face. And on top of that, I'm not blaming you did what you were supposed to do. You worked. That was what you were told to do. You, all of us have that, that, that endless debt that we're born into that those chains, those invisible chains that you cannot see. They're enslaving every man, woman, and child. They've been doing it. And right now you're realizing the weight of it. And yes, you're going to be upset when someone says, well, it's your fault. It is your fault. It's everybody's fault. It's my fault. It's all of our fault for not paying attention. They've been doing this while we've been sleepwalking, trying to get that white picket fence and the 2.5 children. It's time that we start looking up. Don't look up anymore. And so uh, this is why, you know, things are now uh, kind of shaking us. See, even the left... Well, I would like to say the tools of, of, of evil are, 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 are screeching. Listen to Brian Stetler, what he had to say about this election. In the making, with three months before ballots will be counted. Picture all of us Americans in a car together. President Trump is the driver, and he is trying to drive us off the road. He is trying to crash the car. In this analogy, the car is our democracy. It is old. It's got a lot of miles on it, but it's still running strong. It's been well-maintained. It stays humming along. It stays on the road through voting, through elections. But the driver, ever since 2016, I don't know. Either he wants to go off-roading, or he wants the car all to himself, or he doesn't know where he's going. Something's going on with the driver. He's trying to crash the car, but all of us are along for the ride. The president's rhetoric. Oh my gosh, this is such a train wreck already. And he's talking about cars and him driving. Jesus has the wheel. (laughs) You're not driving. He's not driving. Faith is driving. And I, and I can't stress this enough. I, you know, even people that I work closely with, uh, you know, that I, that I watch, that I tweet out, that I, uh, see on TV, that I see on Twitter, I'll even tweet them out, even though I disagree with the majority of the things they say. Division is not necessary right now. We do not need division. I don't need to sit. If I wanted to, I can put out a list and tell you all of these are clowns. How is that going to serve us? Right now, we've got almost only 90 days to win these elections. And well, regardless, win. How do you win something that they want to fix? That's the question. So what we need to understand is this is them calling out their own authority. You mean what you've been doing for decades? ...about the coming election is the equivalent of trying to crash your car. Through his tweets, through his statements, he is eroding confidence in the democratic process, making a crash more likely. And he's doing it for no good reason. It's just his own ego. And his media pals are helping him do it. So everybody else, besides Trump and the pro-Trump media, everybody else, all the responsible newsrooms, elected officials, civic leaders, everyone else has a huge responsibility in the next three months. You know, this fall's election, culminating with a big broadcast on November 3rd, is probably not going to look like these past elections. Well, 2020 is now an unprecedented situation. We're not going to be seeing balloon drops in, in massive convention halls and arenas. You know, we're not going to be seeing campaign stops with huge rallies in all these different states. Uh, And that's largely due to the pandemic. 
Um, due to mail-in voting and other reasons, election day will be more like election week. That's the way to think about it. In fact, television networks like this one are already planning for much longer vote counting coverage. We're probably going to see long lines at short-staffed, poorly funded precincts. We're probably going to hear concerns about mail-in ballots and not getting delivered and counted on time due to Postal Service problems. And the president is going to keep lying about the likelihood of voting fraud. Fact checkers are going to keep debunking those lies, but lots of people will be left confused, not knowing what to believe, or maybe not even knowing how to vote at all. So in November, just watch CNN, because we're going to tell you who the winner is, regardless if there's an election or not. I'm just going to fill in the blanks for him. In December, they will be left wondering if the whole thing was legit. That is the car crash. And the president is behind the wheel. Keep in mind, there's an entire universe out there designed to make Trump's claims seem true or, you know, at least true-ish, true enough. He's taking a lot of his talking points from Fox, including that tweet, which was spurred by Fox and Friends. Keep in mind, Fox News calls its election coverage Fox and Friends that are working together, that I've been telling you about Murdoch. I told you about HCQ. HQ. Headquarters, corporate headquarters, London. The cr- I, we did this whole show on that. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But they're already telling you. But Pelosi already told you. We don't care who they say wins. We're still going to inaugurate him, no matter what, from wherever. Remember that? Democracy 2020. I hope they'll live up to that word in 2020 democracy. Because we are witnessing creeping authoritarianism in America. The New York Times called it Trump's campaign to undercut democracy. And you can say it was just a tweet and you can say he was just kidding. It is still creeping authoritarianism, even if the guy is joking. Joking? No one's joking. See, because Pelosi already told us, didn't she? She already told us. Let's have that reminder. Those uh, nice 50 seconds of how, you know, he'll be fumigated. Here it is. Oops. It's not. Uh, Just because he, whether he knows it yet or not, he will be leaving. Uh, Just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a duly elected president of the United States. Mm. And the uh, I just, you know, I'm second in line uh, to the presidency. And just last week, I had my regular continuation of government briefing. This might interest you because I say to them, this Mm -hmm. is never going to happen. God willing, it never will. But there is She's wearing a wig, by the way. It has nothing to do with that the certain occupant of the White House doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency is the presidency. It's not geography or location. So, so much for him. I wouldn't spend so much time on it. That's a victory for him because then we're not talking about your first more important subject, which is what are we going to do to stop this vicious virus? Huh. See, this is where they tell you what they're doing. 
They're telling you this, and now they're putting it up. By the way, where are my sister's at? Was she not wearing that lace on the front of her head? That was a total wig, I'm just saying. Really bad, uh, you know, edges right there. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. So as you can hear, they're in panic. They're already lining it up. Yep, there we go. Lace in front of the wig. They're already lining it up. They're telling you what they're going to do. And they have to tell you what they're going to do. Those are the rules of the game. The thing is, when we already know the games, then what? You know, a lot of people have asked me, Tori, how did you know that they were talking? These are my friends behind the scenes, stuff I don't say on air. How did you know that they were talking on video games in the chat rooms? How did you know? Um, hello, there's so many layers of psyops, you have no idea. <laughs> There's the evil, the really evil ones, the kind of evil ones, the ones that are walking that fine line, the ones that are psyoping because they think they're really good, the other ones that are like super good, and then the other ones that are like, hey, both of you are bad, you shouldn't be psyoping, so I'm going to psyop both of you, both on the left, both on the right, so you can shut up right? Because you need to stop psyoping period and let the people think for themselves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of you know where I sit on that. So how do we know? Well, did you know that games like Call of Duty were created by General Jones, the guy in Dynology, Clear Force, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've been talking about this for a while. What about Roblox? Yep. What about Etsy communications? Yep. See, we see everything everything because we invented the workarounds we know where the workarounds are what are they smart you think that they came up with these ideas all by themselves oh we're just going to use game chats who invented that <laughs> who invented that who invented hey let's talk through the ds messaging while we're playing pokemon <laughs> who invented that yeah that's right so obviously you know they learned oh look i know this trick we're going to talk through here no one's going to see yeah right uh just saying so we have lots of levels of psychological operations being deployed globally, not just here locally. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see it. You're starting to understand it. You're starting to see just how connected they are because they want you asleep. It's like they're, they're throwing around pixie dust. I don't know. One layer to another layer to another layer to another layer. Oh, they're reality hacking everybody on different angles. And you don't know. Well, wait a minute. But this one sounds right. Yeah, of course it does. Half right. 75% right. 85%, even 100% right. It doesn't matter. It's still a psyop. They shouldn't be psyoping anyone, good or bad. That's why people like me exist. We hack the reality hackers, period. Uh, you know, what's that... <laughs> <laughs> that old Greek saying, which is like, you can't turn tricks to a hooker, right? Hooker knows all the tricks. You ain't turning any on her. And that's the bottom line. They fear people like that and they don't know what to do with them. Because they're just like, no, there is no good and bad. Let the people decide. Kind of like they decided. Do I bite the apple? Do I not? Do I feel pressured? Do I not? Do I follow him or do I not? It's called free will. Why are you reality hacking them? Just saying. Just saying. You can't reality hack people. You got to leave it alone. Let them do what they need to be doing. Just 
you know, it's so much rubbish. And, and, and I saw, uh, you know, things see, look, here's the thing on Snowden. Snowden sold the nation out by giving you crumbs. He thought he was doing something good, but that's the thing. You make them think they're doing something good. And in the end, they're doing the evil bidding. They gave that twinning stream. They did it. (sighs) But, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just for me, and I know it sounds so cocky. I sit and I watch and I'm like, stop, stop. You're lying. You're, 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 you're hacking them. You're saying all these things. You're doing all these things. Yeah. You're, oh, they're just good guys putting out. No, no, we don't need a psyop on the people, either good or bad. It's still a psyop. <laughs> you can't say, well, you know, I did that just to make, uh, you know, make them see. No, you don't. You give them information. Do you know how many, damn it, so many of them, so many of them. And this is why from day one, I've said, just, 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 just listen to everything and make your own decision. And I circle back to your gut feeling, your gut feeling, you know, that independent nervous system. It is, it is actually quite independent. Your gastrointestinal, uh, you know, nervous system is independent. So, you know, you, you, you rely on it. How how does it sit with you? How does it feel? Right? How does it feel? And there you get your answer. Psyops for good or bad is still bad. I mean, they're hacking everything. And they don't like to be hacked. I could tell you that. They don't like, see, the reality hackers being hacked is the fun part. And and sometimes I enjoy it way too much. And today, uh, you know, I was humbled because it was just too many coincidences at once. And, uh, you know, this was, this. okay, without saying too much on it, I'm just going to say, even the other people on the phone were like, wait a minute, we were just talking about this. And we were just putting this together and then this other person calls in that's related to the thing we were talking about that, okay, we don't usually just hang out and talk. It was just, yeah, I'm just going to call right now while you're on a conference call with Tori discussing these things. It was, it was bizarre. Lord have mercy. That's all I have to say. Lord have mercy. (laughs) It was, it was so humbling. So speaking of humbling, where are we at? Where are we at right now in regards to our positioning as a nation? Uh, We're at the point where uh, we don't know if they're, if what they're telling us is factual, actual, right? Uh, We don't know who, what, when, where, and um, we can pretty much see that They just don't care anymore. They're outright telling you, we are going to comply with this narrative, like it or not. Oh, is it the CCP? Is it China, China? Well, China's good. We need to look at Russia. Why Russia? Look at China. Look at China. Look at China, right? Because the troubles that happened to manifest China were in Russia, Ukraine, Estonia, Georgia, Turkey, all those gave us China. 
and obviously the WHO and all these organizations that we need to be stepping back from. Now, oh, just a note, I got a strike on my YouTube channel, so one more and I'm out, for putting that video on the doctors. So uh, I urge all of you, if you have Amazon Prime, you can sign up for Twitch for free. Um, it is free too, right, to watch. You just don't have access to the previous ones unless you're like a member or something or else they don't save them. It's like weird, but you can watch it everywhere through your Xbox, your TV app or whatever. It's, it's, and, and President Trump does a lot of his shows, uh, that Team Trump does, uh, through, uh, Twitch, which is Amazon based, right? So anyway. Uh, I wanted to say that so you understand. I'm going to upload this this episode uh, to YouTube later, but you know that's only how it goes because apparently uh, the doctor speaking according to YouTube was um, child endangerment. That's exactly how they coined it. I screenshot it. Child endangerment is how they said for me sharing the video of these doctors talking was child endangerment. So, um, bit shoot. Um, there's a whole story to that. I'm going to leave it on that. Um, if you're actually, um, uh, a prime member, you don't have to pay a token for Twitch, I think. Uh, cause I signed up for Twitch and, um, linked it with my Amazon prime account. So I just wanted to say, so, uh, this weekend, let me, let me just, before we get into like the goods this weekend, I have been working really, really, really hard on, um, putting together information that, um, uh, can't be disputed. <laughs> Hold on. We'll do the commercials after this thought. So, um, can't be disputed. Uh, I have one place that has, that links your attorney generals, your secretary of states, Epstein, Clinton, Singer, Clinton Foundation, Maxwell, um, uh, Wexner, uh, Weinstein, um, Madonna, Lady Gaga, Cher, um, uh, Lois Frankel, you know, the one that's running against um, Laura Loomer, um, other Republicans and tons of Democrats, including Pelosi, Blumenthal, etc. And uh, all at one address housing uh, these um, this company, and it's located in the United States of America. And so I asked someone uh, to see if they can get me a picture of what the building looks like now because I had it from Google uh, Earth or whatever, Google Streets. So it's pretty interesting uh, just to watch it unfold because I'm thinking, well, are we looking at you know, Connecticut and the link between uh, the Secretary of State there. Have you looked at the Secretaries of States that are pushing for this mail-in voting? Look at the red states that are pushing it, like North Dakota. Look at the red states. Forget the blue ones. We already know where they're going. Look at the red states and what they're doing. Look at the, the, the crimes that they're committing. They're taking away the only thing that acknowledges that you are a free person, and that is your right to vote. 
all of you on a local level should be storming your city councils. Forget the state. Forget your senator and congressperson. Storm down to your city council where you know them. Slap them about, per se, not like physically, right? And say, listen, guys, no, this is not happening. If this is happening, we're doing a recall vote right now. All of you guys are recalled, period. On the local level, you can get things done faster. We should use the tools that we have. You want a fair election? Go down to your city council. Tell them I don't care what the rules are. You're in here because we're in here. And local counties are the ones that do the voting. And if your local counties, the the city council, your county's council aren't doing their job, huh? Look how many of you there are, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, whatever it may be. Knock on the doors, get the signature, recall the suckers, and get yourself in there. Say, look, temporarily I'm here. We're doing elections, man. I'm not doing this mail-in stuff. You have the right to do it. You have that power. It's not just sitting on Twitter and talking. Yes, we've got Teflon done. Yes, you've got Anons everywhere. You've got people that are putting their lives literally on the line, their whole lives. But it also needs you, 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 the president has told you it's you, the people. So with that, let's go to the commercial and let that uh, percolate just for a little bit. Forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Every decision will be made to benefit American workers and American families. America will start winning again, winning like never before. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Do not allow anyone to tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable. After nearly four years, my family's nightmare is finally over. We couldn't have survived this without the love and support of the millions of patriots around the world. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Hi, I'm Laura Loomer, and I'm running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District. Wouldn't it be horrible if we lived in a nation where journalists were silenced just because they confronted the political and media elite? You might think that could never happen in America, but it did. And to me. For confronting people like Hillary Clinton on her corruption and Ilhan Omar for her ties to radical Islamic terror groups, I have been banned on pretty much every single social media platform. And if that doesn't sound extreme enough, I'm also banned on Uber and Lyft. I know, I cannot understand that last one either. When this all happened to me, I contacted the media and members of Congress. I asked them for help. I kept calling, I kept emailing, but I never received a reply. And that's when it hit me. 
I'm a well-known journalist who has the phone numbers of the most powerful people in politics and media, yet I couldn't get any assistance. What on earth would the average American do if the same thing happened to them? I realized then that if I wanted to see change, that I would need to run for office. The American people deserve representation that listens to and acts on their concerns. So here I am, running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District, because the American people deserve a voice and a representative who, like President Trump, will keep the promises they make and speak up loudly and clearly for that silent majority. All right. Welcome back. So I've been saying this as long as I've been on the air on my own, which is the peripheries are the problem. I've said while we're focusing on the federal, while we're focusing in D.C., while we're focusing there, what we don't seem to understand globally, it is your peripheries. It is your city council, your school boards, your stupid mayors. Those are the people you need to hold accountable for. Those are the people that you need to hold accountable. Remember that show we did? Okay, I had done on the Mandan massacre. I could tell you what. Nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone was like, she's crazy. I didn't care. (laughs) I didn't care. Because it exposed the bejesus out of all of them. All of them. One crazy chiropractor within under, what was it, under 12 minutes walked into a building, a large building in different areas, sliced two people. One of them, almost in a Colombian necktie, almost their head was almost decapitated, shot all these bullets, collected all the bullets, changed his clothes in under 12 minutes and left. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, this is how dumb people are. We all know it's the cartels. We all know it's them because I know every single I've told you what I know about Jim Comey and what he sat on the HSBC board and were found guilty. They were found guilty for money laundering. Wait, I think President Trump even told you. I think Giuliani told you that the currencies they use are humans and drugs. For what, though, is the question. What? What? What are they using humans, children, and drugs for? (laughs) That's their currency. But what are they doing? Mesmerizing you. Making sure those shackles don't come off. It was year, about a year ago in the spring that I tickled just so they can trip. See, because a lot of people, and I get it a lot, and I'm like, look, if you don't like it, I don't care. Oh, you're just teasing, you know, with pictures and statements to certain senators. Yes, I do. But it's not for you, all the communications for the people. It's me to them. I'm telling them. I uh, sent emails out, remember, for the Enron case. Do you remember that? I had a whole thread posting, posting. Look at that. One address. Clinton. Management. Epstein. Oil. In North Dakota. He owns North Dakota's flagship. In (laughs) Who owns it? All of them own it. No one's paying attention. It has to do with energy. And I've said this before. 
And there are many out there that know, you know, if anyone actually found one of my, you know, and I can put it up myself. I've, I've said it. I've, I've had a Q clearance before. It's energy. That was my thing. Why was I reality hijacking for energy? Why was I in Ariva? Why was I in Dracon Oil? Why, why, why? Energy, 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 energy. That was my thing. So again, I tell you again, look at, look at what they're asking, but look at the, the legislation. When I told you about plasma and blood, who was in there? Energy. Again, energy. <laughs> the cartels know. All these vicious mercenaries know, but they don't care. Because they're the ones that keep things going. They're that level of protection they have. But, you know, and when it popped, you know, in the state of North Dakota with that Mandan massacre, when it popped, boy, did I get hate. I even got an aid, a police officer calling saying, well, you have information that nobody knows. And I was like, yeah, because I time travel, dude. So that means that you're lying to the public and you should come out and never called me again after that because I already knew. I already knew. That's why they called. I already knew. And I was like, look, man, you could say whatever you want about me. You can fling whatever. But I already know. You're just not telling the people. These people think this one guy just went nuts. One guy under 12 minutes to do all that. Who is he? The Flash? No. He's the bait. <laughs> do you know how many people they throw under the bus? Let's follow Mueller's record back in Boston. This is how they work. They cover for all of them. <laughs> Do you know, do you know how much shrieking is going on? It's all about energy and the souvenirs that I have. The souvenirs and the under discussed, how do I say that? Publications? Writings? Mm. So energy, power. We talk about oil. We talk about gas. Come on. There's more. There's more. I mean, if you knew that you didn't need things, how do I put this with less compromise? Look, for all of you, I urge you to look into the Mandan Massacre. They don't even call it the Mandan Massacre. I call it the Mandan Massacre. It was a murder that happened a year ago where a chiropractor supposedly went into a um, property management company, which, by the way, houses most of the human and child trafficking victims in apartments, and let them come after me because discovery will be great. This is why they need to shut up because they know exactly what they're doing, all of these disgusting human beings, or they turn the blind eye. That's the thing. That's the thing. They turn the blind eye and let this happen because it's about money. And then they cry when they fall victim to the very people that they've been, you know, getting money from. That's the way it goes. People need to be paying attention to the details. Believe it or not, people actually believe a person in under 12 minutes can park up to a place, go in there to different areas of a massive, you know, because it was far apart building, right? Anatomically slice a person, <laughs> from top to bottom where their guts are hanging out, almost decapitate another, shoot others, collect all the bullets, change their clothes, and drive off in under 12 minutes. Tell me if you believe that can happen under 12 minutes. It cannot. <laughs> and they were upset 
when I was constantly talking about, uh 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 uh, this guy had a Colombian necktie almost, his head was almost off, the woman was sliced down the middle, and their question is, how do you know? <laughs> Point is, why aren't you telling the people? Why are you making the people think it's your police? It's your sheriffs. It's your city councils. It's your mayors. They all feed into these stupid organized crime groups. These insane bullies and arms fast and furious bothered you, man. That's nothing. It's happening in your neighborhood right now. They could take you out in a heartbeat because they hate you because you're between them and rolling in the dough in some underground facility. I mean, again, why make so much money and live in a warehouse underground? Why make so much money and live in a trailer park? Why make so much money and have a tiger in some alleyway? That's disgusting. It's not rolling and bawling. Who cares if you have thousands upon thousands of dollars of ice dripping from your arm, it means absolutely nothing. You are worth nothing. That is not coming with you in the afterlife if you have one. Tartarus is there for that. But anyway, let, I digress. Let's move on. So uh, the media is now reporting that President Trump is not allowing uh, the press in, uh, you know, during uh, his nominee where he's going to accept the GOP nomination. They're upset. Uh, that he's not allowed. I mean, why, why wouldn't they, right? Why won't you let us, you know, nah, nah, nah. why? Wait, Ronald McDaniel gave them everybody's personal identifying information. So the Sunrise Movement, which literally itself claimed that Soros is funding them, this is how they're getting their money, foreign interference, part of the Biden campaign, has access to all this information. But, you know, he should let everyone in. Meanwhile, President Trump's official renomination at this month's Republican convention will reportedly happen in private due to coronavirus concerns, possibly even no press allowed. Mark Meredith is live at the White House with those details. Hi, Mark. Hi, Arthel. It may not feel like it, but Election Day is less than 100 days away. And traditionally, these summer conventions allow both parties to really try to reach voters in prime time. But the coronavirus, of course, is changing things up. As you were just talking about, a convention spokesperson uh, says that told the Associated Press that the portion of the event where the president would be renominated in Charlotte would be close to the press. That would be the weekend prior to what would traditionally be the main convention activities. You'll remember that last month, though, the president canceled events in Jacksonville, Florida, because of the pandemic. The Charlotte portion was going to remain ongoing for official business. And a convention spokesperson told the Associated Press, quote, given the health restrictions and limitations in place within the state of North Carolina, we are planning for the Charlotte activities to be closed press between August 21 and the 24th. Now, multiple Republican National Committee officials have told Fox News today that they are still trying to figure things out and that logistics when it came to the press and how things would play out in Charlotte are still being worked out. So we're simply waiting to see what will happen once we get closer. But of course, the convention is getting closer. Meantime, tomorrow, the president's reelection campaign will restart television ads. The campaign says they decided to pull ads off the air for a few days after the decision to shake up the campaign's leadership. We heard from a senior Trump campaign advisor on Fox News Sunday who says the campaign remains ready for what lies ahead this fall campaign is in a good place. I think in particular, when you look battleground by battleground state, we're doing much better than the public polling, which always tends to lag behind what our private polling is showing us. We think he's in good position right now. 
The president held a fundraiser in Florida on Friday, and his campaign still holds a lot of these virtual events online. But this is certainly not the campaign that anybody expected. Looks a lot different, Arthel, from what we saw in 2016 or really any campaign ever before. Arthel? Still a long way to go between now and November 3rd. Mark Meredith. It is a long way to go, and we need to keep our president secure. Uh, You know, we've been talking about that, the security, uh, the fact that they're constantly releasing. Now, people are saying, you know, POTUS is going to drop Pence. Like, look, I'm the first one to say yes. But I urge you to listen to my time traveling tactics and (laughs) repeating history is something that we on planet Earth tend to repeat (laughs) all the time. Look at all these great presidents that have been assassinated. Just look at all of them that have been assassinated. The commonality they have is that they changed their vice president in the second term that took them out. Just so you know. So... This is something we need to understand. Uh, the president, just like myself, <laughs> I abide by it too, right? Is that it's best to keep your enemies cl- as close as a pacemaker is to your heart. That is how close you need to have them. You need to be dancing with them, eating with them, talking with them, because that is the only way you can control what is well, you already know what's coming, so I guess it would be mitigation. Here's how, um, you know, uh, well, we'll talk Menendez in a little bit. What I want to get into is uh, the news now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about. Uh, we have to talk China, of course, but I want to play this clip from The Hill, right? From The Hill. And how they analyze the Epstein documents. We're going to just tickle this a little bit, okay? Uh, We're not going to talk too much about Epstein yet. It's not time yet. It'll be time this week. But, um, boy, is it going to be different now. Hold on. Here we go. Take a listen to this. Last night, some of the Epstein documents were unsealed by a judge. Now, these documents in particular stem from a deposition given by Virginia Gouffre, who is a high-profile accuser of Jeffrey Epstein and of Ghislaine Maxwell. Many of you might remember her from her accusations against Prince Andrew. And she's a highly credible person, a witness, and we've seen uh, some of her interviews on camera. She sued Ghislaine Maxwell back in 2015. These documents stem from that. And they show definitively that Ghislaine Maxwell has lied under oath in the court. Her lawyers have blatantly lied. Right. So let's lead off right with that very first accusation, which or not even accusation, that, that proof, which is that from that deposition, from that case, this is an email between Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, January 21st, 2015. Now, her lawyers had already said in her bail memo that 20 days ago, just 20 days ago, she had not communicated with Mr. Epstein in over a decade. So right off the bat, Crystal, blatant lie in the yeah. court of law. That's what we already know about. Absolutely. Right and the details here are pretty chilling, too. You have Epstein coaching her. Let's yes. throw that back up. That's what that email is. Right. Coaching her on how to say, you know, that these are all lies and untrue, completely untrue, that she's been smeared, and innuendo, slander, defamation, salacious lies, all that stuff. And then he goes on to say, you've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. 
hold your head up high, right. go to parties, get over it is yeah. basically what he says. So again, the real bombshell here, the fact that the two were very clearly in communication. Yes. And that and inspiring. is inspiring and to defeat these charges. Absolutely. Yeah. And that goes directly against what Maxwell's lawyers have been representing here. But wait, there's so much oh, yeah. more. There's some other stuff. And a lot of this was known, but we didn't have the full documents. We knew that Virginia Gouffre had made this accusation. But this one is about Bill Clinton. And again, this is a total bombshell. So let's throw that up there on the screen. And look, according to this interview, Bill Clinton was at Epstein's Island with Epstein, Maxwell, and, quote, two young girls. Now, there's no allegation here of sexual impropriety. President Clinton has denied on numerous occasions that he was ever on um, this little St. Jeffrey's, I think is what it was called, that island in the Virgin Islands that was owned by Jeffrey Epstein. However, remember that from that Netflix documentary, with many of its flaws, as I know I've heard from so many of you, they still had that interview with the IT technician for Jeffrey Epstein, who said somewhere between, I think it was the 90s and 2005, so assumption is after Clinton left office, that he was seen just hanging out with Epstein on the veranda on Epstein's favorite part of the island. Again, not an accusation of sexual impropriety, of right. nothing, just that he was there. And that conflicts, and what's critical yeah. here is that conflicts with what he has said. Yeah, he President Clinton denied- says he's never been on this island, and there is, see, there is a part of this deposition also that talks to Maxwell about her interactions with President Clinton, the numerous times that he flew on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. Remember that there was also, remember those pictures that we brought you of Ghislaine and Kevin Spacey sitting on the throne, the British throne. That was actually part of a tour organized by Prince Andrew for Bill Clinton, Ghislaine Maxwell, Kevin Spacey, and Chris Tucker, I think, the guy from Rush Hour. Um, so, motley crew of people, yeah. really. But, I mean, just goes to show, again, how deep that Ghislaine Maxwell was able, able to embed herself with, really, the elites. And I don't want to let Trump off the hook, too. Remember... Trump just said the whole, I wish her well. well. I've met her many times in Palm Beach. I mean, I don't know what the hell that one was. Yeah, so. absolutely. And so, again, what we have here is allegations from Virginia Gouffray that yeah. Bill Clinton was, in fact, on the uh -huh. island, which is something that he has denied, which now makes it two individuals right. between Virginia Gouffray. Yeah, I did not have any sexual relations with that child on the island. And also the worker on the island mm -hmm. who reportedly saw place Bill Clinton there. We also got some more information about Prince Andrew. Let's throw that one up. Okay, we've put this photo on the screen a number of times during this show. That is Prince Andrew with his arm wrapped around Virginia Gouffray when she is only a teenager. Of course, he has um, very non-credibly denied ever <laughs> knowing her. He says that's a fake. He claims that that photo is a fake. All right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, so apparently, and this is what's uh, what's new here. We learned that the FBI had this photo in their possession yes. for years. 2011. Going, going yeah. back before even that 2011, um, this lawsuit that happened in 2011. So they had pieces. That's right. And so what What was the holdup? Why haven't you done anything up until now? Yeah, this is just so, so big here because what it shows is that the FBI has had this allegation against Prince Andrew and a credible photo that should back up this allegation since 2011. Nine years, okay? Nine years. Now, we also know that the FBI was supposedly, according to some of these depositions, in contact with some Epstein victims back in 2014. And yet, we saw inaction after inaction after inaction after inaction. And the FBI has a lot of explaining to do, which is that how do you have that photo 
within your possession and not bring it to a public light? Why is Prince Andrew only being you know, hounded for questioning now. And remember this, he refuses to cooperate, no matter what his lawyers will tell you. He will not sit down with FBI investigators. Right. And that's and that speaks to one of the underlying, you know, um, themes of this story, which is how these powerful people were able to escape accountability for so long. Why are there two systems of justice? Do you think that you could get away with those things and the FBI would leave you alone for nine years? Not a chance. And then, um, you know, there's a lot more in these documents. The last piece we really wanted to bring to you was regarding Alan Dershowitz, of course, very Mm well-known, prominent lawyer, prominent defender of President. And he called uh, the victim slash, you know, co-conspirator of Virginia, right, uh, a liar. Now, I want to say something on Pence, and this is personal, not what you find on the Internet or anything. In 2017, in October of 2017, I I did something. And, uh, you know, I received communications. Um, I started, I I initiated something. And uh, the the day to start for me was uh, um, October 25th. And right after I sent communications and an invitation to certain people, that included Vice President Pence. Um, within a couple of days, Vice President Pence had arrived in the city that I was in unexpected and without knowledge. President Trump did not know he was going there. And for me, that sent shockwaves. Shockwaves. Not only that, on November 1st, my name was revealed by uh, the... Um, uh, oh, gosh, my 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 mind is fogged. Um, my name was revealed during a discussion um, from the U.S. Army Corps engineers spanking um, a city slash state for abuse and prolong. You know, how does a case of surveying something so small? take six and a half years. This all happened when I kicked it off in October of 2017. So when Pence arrived, I already knew about Pence. But I thought, I'm all for redemption. Doesn't mean it makes things go away. Doesn't mean you won't be punished, right? But it does mean that you are trying to do what is best and beg for mercy. (laughs) Yo, it was not mercy. Because November 1st, when my name was put out, by December 1st, I had everybody, I had a circle of vultures everywhere. So I thought I'd use their card, you know, kind of like the same card that um, Biden is using now. And it didn't work for me. The laws don't work for me. The, the, The protections of those laws don't work for me. And it was insane. And I thank God for whatever protection was put around me that I'm, I'm still here today talking because when I sent that email on October 25th, that same day I got a response from one of the recipients saying, Oh, I'll be busy. But I did get my response because that set off vice president Pence. He was, he did not tell the president he was traveling. The president did not know he was coming and it was, Ground. Do you know what it's like when all these people internet work behind saying, crap, what's going on? But thank God to the state secrets clause. (laughs) 
they can only find manufactured. I'm just saying, uh, you know, that's my personal. I saw it. I'll see you in a bit. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So I got, you know, I'm, I'm telling you my personal uh, experience. That's how I started, uh, how I ended, sorry, the first hour and how I will start the second now, August 3rd, 2020. I was completely under attack. Uh, and it all started in October of 2017 when I said, all right, let's do this. And, you know, I pressed send and just within 72 hours, Vice President Pence was up in my area, unknown to the administration. Uh, you know, you had your highest, you know, military personnel, police, everyone just looking. And then November 1st, my name dropped uh, by, you know, a complaint that I had filed for the abuse of the system to milk the people of that state. And, hey, we got to wrap this up, this survey about this little river. It's been there for six and a half years. You know, why hasn't why haven't we been able to survey? We surveyed Katrina in months and we can't do the Mouse River in so many d- years. Are we kidding? This is how they milked and got the people to pay $180 million dollars it was fraud and you know they were upset and they organized and they can and yet i tell you you have no idea just how evil they are but with prayer and i say this again and again because i was humbled today uh you know nothing can stop what's coming and they can't stop those that are there for the good they deployed everything and cannot touch everything I can't express that enough. And I was released from the final blow just this December where I felt better. And now when I get up in the morning, I can hear them saying, damn, she's up. You know, I, can, I, can, I can hear it because it's like no more. And that's the way all of you feel, right? I'm pretty sure you feel it. They know you're up. You're up and that's it. Feet on the ground, boom, we're there. And the thing is, we're there with prayer. Again, I I, I posted uh, Graham's worldwide prayer. You have to understand, he's not a man that's religious, but he is the praying president, regardless of what you think. And so it's really important for us to remember this, especially during this roller coaster. This week will be so humbling for all of us. All of us, they will beat you down. They will make you feel defeated. And that is the best part. Isn't it the best part of the movie when you're on the floor or like in the karate kid, he was all broken. His leg was broken and he was like down, collapsed, everything. And then he stands on the only leg he had and waves around his broken one and takes the enemy down. That's exactly how winning is. And, you know, one thing about President Trump is to remember that interview. Ooh, let me find it, actually. That'll be awesome for you guys to actually hear that interview. Um, oh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Um, 
with Barbara Cochran, Cochran on Trump, um, where she talked about uh, him as a businessman. You guys have to listen to this. This is this tells you exactly who the man in office is, uh, because they will tell you. Regardless, they will tell you the truth if you listen, uh, even when they're doing bad things or good things or just remembering things. They tell you. And it's important that we listen because we don't listen anymore. We're looking down all the time and not really listening. We're just hearing. Switching gears for a moment. You knew Donald Trump way back in his New York real estate days. What a charmer. <laughs> and... You know, despite, you know, whatever you say about him, even you say he's a great salesman. What, what is his sales technique? Why is he so great? He is a phenomenal salesman. He's not a great salesman. He's probably the best salesman I've ever been in the company of. And I spent a lot of time with Donald because he's five years older than me, I think four years, and he was raising his company right at parallel with me raising mine. And so I did a lot of work with Donald. And I can tell you, he is the best salesman I've ever met in my life. I watched him walk into a situation, I, for example, selling the Plaza Hotel to the Chinese out of Hong, Hong Kong, it was in Taiwan, group of, of Asians, wealthiest families in Hong Kong. And they were there because they were interested in the Plaza Hotel. And I was the broker, or my brokers, were, we were all at the table, and we were like really hungry to make this deal. And I watched him totally not pitch the Plaza Hotel, bury it, and talk about the land masses on the Hudson River and the buildings that would be there. They were not the least bit interested. They just wanted to buy the Plaza Hotel. Like a customer, I want to buy it, and Donald was near bankruptcy, really needed the money to bail out. And I watched him. I thought he was so off. He wasn't. They bought the land and built all those towers on the West River, as we know it today. You know, all those Trump towers along the river. That was the deal. How did he do that? I'll tell you what his masterful mind does. He is a genius at picking out the vulnerability of someone's personality. He can smell it, sense it, and trust it. Okay? So, for example, if you were to walk into a business meeting with Donald and you're saying whatever you're saying... I've seen it time and time again. He could see what your weakness is <laughs> and not physically reach over and put his finger on it. But he just could see what your weakness is and play into it. Not the nicest thing in the world, but it's a certain gift I've never seen anyone else. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He was broke. He was going bankrupt. And instead of selling the building that they came to buy, right, he sold them an idea of how to make more money and how to capitalize on that. And she says that he has an ability to just hone in on the weakness. Can you see the chess? <laughs> That's all you need to see. This is why he is the most important person to lead us into this awakened state of understanding, understanding our surroundings. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I always praise myself about, self-praise, right? 
is even though I wear glasses because I read a lot and, and you know, it changes from time to time. It'll be this, it'll be that. My peripheral vision is on point, uh, you know, on a physical level, we're saying it's totally on point. I can see around me better than I can see in front of me. And the problem is, is that people no longer look around. They just are in the midst of things. That's not what we need. We need to be looking to the peripheries, the outside, the outskirts uh, to understand what's going on. Listen to this report in regards to the polls, the polls. Just just listen to the words. And obviously, I'll chime in where it's really important. Here we go. To the pandemic, the presidential campaign starts to gear up this month. Joe Biden picks his running mate. And then both parties hold their national conventions. Joining us now, Jason Miller, senior advisor to the Trump campaign. Jason, does the Trump campaign, does the president care who Joe Biden picks as his running back? Well, Chris, good morning. It is consequential in the fact that for Joe Biden, his VP pick is in many ways his political living will. He's already said that he's going to be a transition candidate onto the next generation. He's refused to say that he would run for a second term. So it really does matter who is picked. But the power center in this Biden campaign and what a potential Biden presidency would look like is the radical left wing mob. It's Bernie Sanders. It's AOC. It's Ilan Omar. And those are really the ideas that are for the American people right now. I mean, Chris, the big question well, let me, that wait, folks wait, are going to be asking is, wait, wait, let me push back at this, Jason. Let me, since you're gonna, getting off on a campaign speech, let me push back on that right away. Uh, Joe Biden has not come out for Medicare for all. Joe Biden has not come out for the Green New Deal. Joe Biden has not come. That's actually a lie because it's in there. And the head of the Sunrise Movement is on his campaign committee. Jeez, jeez. Out for defund the police. I understand that's your talking point. Chris, Chris, have you read Chris? Have you read his 110-page Communist Manifesto with Bernie Sanders? I mean, cashless bail. Uh, they're talking about radical tax hikes. Um, talking about redirecting and reimagining funding for police. Uh, no, uh, amnesty for 11 million illegals. These are the questions people are going to be asking as they go in to vote. These are way outside of the mainstream, Chris. Absolutely. I mean, no one as we're going through I this understand. coronavirus recovery right now, no voter is going to go into the polls and say, you know what, I'm going to vote for the guy who wants $4 trillion in tax increases in his own version of a Green New Deal and wipe out the American energy sector. That's not a compelling message going into Election Day. Energy. Energy again. Uh, Energy again. I just thought maybe I could share uh, the video that I have pinned on my Twitter uh, that I tweeted out that should be going viral. You want to talk election interference? You want to talk election foreign interference on elections? Here we go. They say it themselves. They're not even hiding it. In terms of the answer around the who are some of like the major individual donors as well as foundations, um, there's a really long list of foundations, but some of the biggest C3 like funders to date have been folks like Hewlett Foundation, Bullet Foundation, um, the C4 Arm, um, Open Society Foundation. Um, in terms of the answer around the. So that is the Sunrise Movement, uh, you know, where three of the people of the Sunrise Movement are in Joe Biden's campaign, leading the campaign. And yet, Open Society Foundation, George Soros, the C4 arm, is funding these idiots, these, these lost children. Oh, my gosh, I feel so bad for them. Lost children, right? 
feeding them millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And for those of you that um, didn't see Saturday night, I did my recap because on Friday I had so much fun. It was a weird fun though. Because <laughs> something weird happened to me that day, uh, which was like, what? You know, um, apparently maybe, you know, people don't like, uh, don't like, what, what is it? Your Republican show <laughs> from a random stranger. Uh, and it's not a Republican show. I'm a people show. There's a new party in town, man. And it's the one of we the people, right? And where we go one, we go all. That's the way it is, isn't it? That's, that's the party. The party of the people. There's no Republican, no Democrat. It's the people, period. But anyway, I did a whole spiel to show you guys the lies and lies and lies of these green new energy. This, you know, do you know when the Paris Accord was actually signed, you guys? When it was actually created? Do you know? 1786. Like I said, I... If I had the paper in my hand and before I could take it to the printer, before the ink was dry, they were already plotting how to remove us all, how to remove us all from this, uh, what, what do they call it? <laughs> and I don't know if, uh, you know, this will ever surface. I, I really do hope. Uh, delusional that we believe that people can hold power together. Of course we can. Because every action we do has a reaction. Every move we make affects the person next to us. So of course we want to make moves that take us together. <laughs> Again, I, 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 I don't know if I've actually tweeted that email that I sent on October 25th, 2017. And how I said, yep, let's do this. Because that's where you need to see just how they came out. See, gaslighting them, starting things at the right time can make people trip like nobody's business. Putting fire under their butts makes it happen like nobody's business. Because the one thing about corrupt people is that they like to yield their swords and their fists and wave it at you and tell you, you little, ooh, watch what I'm going to do to you. And then they trip and they fall. They trip all over their mouth. And I'll, and I'll show you that in an example. Hold on. So uh, let me go back to um, tweets that I was, uh, you know what? I could just say it. I was sending tweets about Menendez and hey, Menendez, you and your, you know, this, this, this passports. Remember St. Kitts I was talking about before that. Hey, all these passports and that you're all purchasing and Comey, what are you doing in New Zealand? Uh, house hunting. Hey, why is New Zealand, you know, have their version of Michael Obama there? Why are they the ones piloting everything? Why is the crown using the nation of Australia, which is not independent? Remember, they created it to be a floating prison, right? Because it had all the strange animals from the times of yore. Because that seating stayed there and came into fruition. We're going to send all our prisoners there. And then, you know, we have the New York Post talk what? Rich 
rich people are spending millions to buy citizenship in safe countries. Oh, Tory, stop. Yes. You see how that works? You put out the right tweets with the pictures of the passports. You tag the people that you know are doing it. Specific ones, because there is evidence of that, right? Very specific ones. And boom, suddenly everything's coming into fruition. Everything. Oh, look at that. Rich people are spending millions to buy citizenship in safe countries. Oh, wait, let's, uh, let's take a look at what it says here. Oh, look, the ultimate brag of the uber rich is these pandemic times, a safe passport. So your identity isn't even real anymore. Rich people across the globe are now spending millions to buy citizenship in countries like New Zealand, which acted quickly and eradicated COVID-19 before any other country in the world. <laughs> if you believe that, uh, you believe everything. The South Pacific nation reported 80,000 Americans sought out information in May on how to emigrate there. A 65% jump. Uh, firms specialize in getting people citizenship in exchange for investments or reaping the benefits. Look, New Zealand, look, Portugal, look. Oh, and it's not just Americans who want a safety passport. Henley recently expanded into Nigeria and is opening another one soon in India. Huh. What have I told you about passports, though? It's not about just travel and making up some fake identity, right? Owen, it's about opening up bank accounts, like those bank accounts that they were funneling money from Iran, the bribes that they were taking, right, Carrie, using passports. Oh, and it's usually not them. It's some loser from like the Horn of Africa or West Africa that wants to get in and they just use the passport to open up a bank account. And that's it. Bank of America, right? These are the things people need to be paying attention to. This is why I gaslight them. Because then suddenly some people put their little thinking caps on and suddenly all this stuff starts coming out to what do they call it? more um, legitimate media because, you know, we the people talking is not legitimate. It's all about the check marks, the tiaras, and the banners. And this is why whenever I go to someone's show, they're like, what do you, how do you want us to introduce you? Nothing. Just, just Tori is fine. Who cares about titles? And the people are going to listen. And if they don't want to hear what I have to say, or if they want to dismiss what I have to say, then fair enough. Don't listen. Tune out. Say whatever you want. I've seen some comments from people when they, oh, yeah, this. Well, hey, buddy, you got a better idea? Please, I'm open. So this is, this, <laughs> this is how you do it. So for anyone, you know, thinking, oh, you're just gaslighting. I'm gaslighting them. Do you see how they trip up? Because here's where questions went to Menendez's office. Oh, she might be talking about this. Or I don't know. You know? <laughs> Suddenly they trip over their own mouth. Because, again, all they want is to yield that strong fist and say, boom, I got you. I squashed you. Well, come on, squash me then. Because I've got an armor like nobody's seen. I have put my, my, my livelihood in his hands, and I'm here. And it's incredible. Uh, because I, I can tell you that uh, it was some point um, this Christmas that I remember actually having fear to step out of my own home and I could almost feel like there was like a, you know, like a, like a force field around me, uh, so that I can go, go out. And I actually felt it and it was like incredible. I know it sounds like, you know, whatever, but uh, like my Instagram profile always says, I'm the queen, uh, queen of memes. Uh, that's been up there since like what, 20, 
2013, (laughs) something like that, I think. So where are we? This week is going to be so humbling for all of us. So much is going to be coming out, so many attacks. And for all of you, I see so many of you retweeting things from people and you take it as gospel and I can't, I can't make you drink <laughs> the truth. I'm not going to tell her, you know, and I hate it. Sometimes, you know, this, this human portion of me takes over and it's like, Rah! you know, and I have to stop. It's kind of like, you know, drunk texting, uh, when you're drunk on, on, on that vulnerability that humans have, which is, uh, uh, you know, innate, Kind of like the innate quality for everyone for self-preservation. Self-preservation. The only quality in people that I loathe in every single human being. That that quality of self-preservation. Because once you understand you don't have to preserve yourself, but it's preserving all, then it makes sense. You know, uh, it makes sense. Self-preservation, <laughs> I've been saying this for years, is the most horrible quality any human being can carry. And unfortunately it is one of the biggest lies ever told to people that you need to self-preserve yourself, uh, you know, to live, to see another day. (laughs) Why are you so sure the sun's coming up tomorrow? So listen to what else happens during this interview with, um, a lying Chris Wallace, just so you can, um, it's, it's pretty incredible. Just listen. Just Despite what you say about the Biden campaign, the fact is it is the Trump campaign that just replaced your campaign manager. It's the Trump campaign that just paused all television advertising for six days to recalibrate. And I want to put up uh, these polls. First of all, the latest Real Clear Politics average of nine polls, nine separate polls, shows the president trailing Biden by 7.4 points nationally. <laughs> Who believes And this? in these three swing states, he trails Biden by almost eight points in Michigan. Who makes these polls? Remember, 90% chance that she's going to win. <laughs> Who believes this? This guy doesn't even know his name. In fact, over the weekend in Slack channels, they were talking about how they're getting ready for a funeral for him. <laughs> By more than six points in Florida and six points in Pennsylvania, all of those based not on one poll, but multiple polls in each state. Question, how do you turn this around? Because at this point, Jason, you're losing. My answer, I haven't heard his answer. We're listening it together. My answer would be like, there's nothing to turn around. Those polls are fake. But let's see what he says. Well, we think we're in great shape and well positioned to win this. And in fact, for all the states that President Trump needs to win to get to 270, he's either leading or within the margin of error. We take a look back at 2016. Heck, Fox News polling had us down nine points at this same stretch. Right now, President Trump is at a 50 fave, 48 unfave, according to Rasmussen. This exact point uh, four years ago, President Trump was eight points lower. And heck, President Trump is even three points higher than where Barack Obama was eight years ago. So we're well positioned in this thing. Even the Monmouth polling. the Fox poll looks, compares very favorably to the uh, Rasmussen poll in terms of accuracy. Uh, and- I would prefer Jason Miller to come out and say, what you're saying, come on, those polls are fake. 
Let's take a look at who thumps for Biden. They're all bot accounts, which, by the way, Twitter had said that they were purging all these inactive accounts, accounts that don't tweet, accounts that don't do anything. Yet we have all these crazy bots. Oh, my gosh. Trump is this. Trump is that. And you know what? A lot of them are supposedly patriots that are like, oh, I'm so tired of this. Lock them up. And it's like, you know, if you're saying that, you know, it's, it's okay to express it. I'm there, too. I'm like, come on, round them up. What are we doing? Let's get this going. But it's another thing to say, oh, nothing's going to be done. Oh, then nah, nah, nah. It's like, then that means you really don't understand how massive this is. And it's like, but, you know, how are we going to know? It's like, um, it's like that video that uh, Rick Gervais had put out where he was doing the Bible. It was, it was totally blasphemous. But one of my most favorite skits he did, uh, regardless if it was blasphemous or not, you know, he said, well, you know, God doesn't have to answer the question. Your mind is like this. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, so uh, that's 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 something uh, that's something for another time. The one thing that you should have is faith. And if you have faith, then you won't be feeling like that. And we're not talking because I knew you were going to attack one poll. As I said, the national poll is based on nine polls, the state polls based on multiple polls as well. Are you really going to blame this? I mean, it seems to me that you hurt your credibility if you don't admit, yeah, we're losing and we got to turn things around. But we're not losing. These are fake. No, I disagree. President Trump's the trajectory lines are going very well. Feel the campaign is in a good place. I think in particular, when you look battleground by battleground state, we're doing much better than the public polling, which always tends to lag behind what our private polling is showing us. We think he's in good position right now. And in particular, we'll be back up on the air on Monday, have two great new ads that are definitely going to leave a mark. And I think this is in stark contrast to where Joe Biden is and pushing for uh, bigger tax hikes and his own version of a new green deal. It's This is the fundamental question. Do people want to keep going and improve, get back to the greatest economy that President Trump built, or they want to put in a U-turn and go back to higher taxes. I don't think that's a winning strategy for Joe Biden, Chris. Can you state flatly that neither the Trump administration nor the Trump campaign has received any information from foreign groups, foreign nationals? My gosh, did you get that? Look at Chris Wallace. Look at his... Jason Miller, I love the sneaky smile. I have the same one where the lip goes. <laughs> love it. He was waiting for this. About either Joe Biden or his family. And can you state flatly that neither the administration nor the campaign will accept foreign assistance? Wait, let's talk about foreign assistance again. Oh, yeah. Let's play that clip again about the foreign assistance. Let's do that right quickly. Hold on. Let's pull that up because we need to listen to it again. What is going on? Like my commercials just and my computer just went bonkers. Give me a sec. <laughs> Let's play that, guys. And then we'll go to the... No, we'll skip through commercials. We don't need the commercials. Let's play that sound clip again that I have on my profile about foreign assistance. In terms of the answer around the who are some of like the major individual donors as well as foundations, um, there's a really long list <laughs> of foundations that some of the biggest... C3 like funders to date have been folks like Hewlett Foundation, Bullet Foundation, um, the C4 Arm um, Open Society Foundation, 
Um, the C4 arm of, this of the Open Society Foundation, you mean foreign interference, right? You mean European money, right? You mean George Soros, right? But they're asking if the Trump campaign is receiving any information. Let me tell you something, Chris Wallace. And, and I'm going to say this right now. While everyone is talking about, oh, look, there were indictments and in Ukraine and all this. I released that way before way, way before. See, what people need to understand is the, the people that were being spied on by the Ukraine, you know, journalists and people and call records and whatnot, were to find out who had all this information and where it was drip dripping to. It wasn't the actual people. You must see who's really got, I mean, I, I have it. I mean, you could just type Ukraine in Loomer.com or Tori says.com. I think I have them more on Loomerd where I put out the indictment numbers and everything way before anyone knew they existed. And that's because Ukraine, Estonia, Russia, Belarus, Poland, Germany, Georgia, all of these nasty little factions within those areas come afloat. And they show, you know, and I've always said poop floats, right? (laughs) Listen to this response. Chris, that's a silly question. I mean, the folks who have actually taken foreign assistance were the Clinton campaign four years ago. I mean, that entire uh, shady dossier they put together was from a British spy. Uh, No, we're going to go and beat Joe Biden uh, fair and square here. Absolutely. But I think you should have asked the same question to who his prospective running mates and Senator Duckworth and Karen Bass, because just as we saw four years ago, it was the Democrats who took foreign assistance. But can you flatly state that the Trump campaign and the administration will not accept foreign assistance this time? Chris, I said that's an absolutely silly question. Uh, we're going to go and win this race fair and square. I'm just asking for, a, I'm asking for an answer. It's a, it's a yes or no question, Jason. Uh, Chris, there is no foreign assistance that's happening in this campaign, but I would ask you to make sure that the Democrats aren't going to do what they tried to pull four years ago, because that's exactly they're going to try to find every possible way uh, to cheat and steal this election. A hundred percent. I promise you, if I get an interview with Vice President Biden, I will ask him exactly that same question. I, I, well, I wonder if he's going to play the clip that I have pinned to my profile when he asks him that question. <laughs> Because it kind of sounds like porn interference. Yay? Yay. So, uh, (laughs) so ridiculous. So people are asking for me to comment. Again, like I said, division is not necessary, but I've also told you there are people that are executing psyops for bad and people that are executing psyops for good. There is no such thing as a good psyop, okay? Ever. It's always self-serving, okay? Always. And they just hate being reality hacked themselves. Especially when they still have it. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Brick and mortar access. So um, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, everyone should, yeah, everyone should tag Chris Wallace, uh, you know, onto my, hey, you said you were going to ask Joe Biden about foreign interference. Can you play this clip from the Sunrise Movement and ask him about that? You know, that's, <laughs> that's the way it is. Oh, stop. Uh, you know, I, I want to say so much because, you know, that that innate quality of, ooh, just, you know, you just want to do the, ooh, you will rue the day kind of thing comes out. So 
I, let me let me hop back now after we finish with foreign interference to what I said about the way I gaslight. So I showed you the article from uh, the post, but uh, also another thing that came out, and let me share this um, this with you is that they that ICE, oh, who you know. Customs and ICE. ICE, you know, is what Ilhan Omar wants to abolish. ICE. Do you know what it's there? Uh, you know, obviously we say customs enforcement. Do you know that they're the leading agency to combat human and child trafficking? Like, why would you want to abolish an agency like that? Well, in Chicago, of course, Chicago, almost 20,000 fake driver's license were seized at the airport. They were seized, and these shipments came from Hong Kong, mainland China, South Korea, and the United Kingdom. Counterfeit driver's licenses. You want to make a bet where they got most of this information? That's right. You want me to tell you? I'll tell you. And that's what sucks. This is why you shouldn't be scanning your IDs. You know when you go to the gas station, you want to buy cigarettes or alcohol? Or what about when you buy a video game that's mature content at uh, Target? They scan your identification, your driver's license to prove. You have every right to tell them, I do not want you scanning. You need to manually input my date of birth. I do that all the time. And usually I carry around my passport that they can't scan. <laughs> and I'm like, here you go. Because that's where they get that information from. You think your gas station, oh, it doesn't take information from the barcode on the back. Just validate that it's your date of birth. Right. Sure. Sure. Because all that other stuff in that code is just your date of birth. Right. It's your bank records, <laughs> dental records, education records, health records, deeds, rent, debt, you name it. It's on there. Blood type, everything. Donor type, everything. But it's only your date of birth, right? That's what I'm saying. You know, you're not going to hear about those hacks. You think your loafing jug has top-notch security for the information that they scan? That's how they get this stuff. And you suckers just hand it over. And I'm sorry to say it like this, you know? It's like I had someone say, well, you can't buy if I don't scan. I say, well, that's actually a violation. So, you know, rather than me not have cigarettes for the day, I'll pull out my passport and be like, here you go. You know, and it's and it's scary, you know, walking around with your passport, but whatever. Um, it's better than, you know, having Target get, you know, you think it's your credit card information. They don't have it. Psh, anybody can access that information. Anybody can access that computer. All it takes is one loser to drop in a chip onto one of those computers and they got everything. They have everything. They have everything. They make you believe that you are secure. They see all. They hear all. They know all. Because if I can see all, hear all, and know all, you better believe they can too. That's what I'm saying. These, this is all fake. Oh, you know, they did this. Well, they, how did they get the barcode? How did they get it to be so perfect? It's counterfeit. Is it though? Let's take one of these counterfeits and scan them at the gas station. Guarantee you that this guy, whatever his name was from Michigan that expires in 2020, that has this license that's six foot four, you know, black man. And he's a donor, by the way, organ donor. It's right there. I bet you that he went and bought cigarettes or a 40 at the gas station or maybe a video game at Target or Walmart. This is where people need to, to step it up and use your rights. 
They don't tell you this because they don't want you to know. They want you to voluntarily give it to you. There's so many times that, guys, if I had the money, I'd be suing them left and right. Like Loaf and Jug denying me the ability to buy cigarettes because I didn't let them scan my ID. That's a violation of my rights because then they can't prove that they have a secure system. They train their idiots to say, oh, well, we just get the date of birth. Yeah, sure. From all of that, how does your computer know to just pull the date of birth? So dumb. Yeah, 420 is so good, right? That's so good. That was a good observation that that the driver's license expires in 42020. So I, I want people to understand that all of these things are coming together. Everyone is starting to see past the rubbish that they're pushing. Even more rubbish is Congress was having conversations over the weekend. You think they were talking about money? They were negotiating terms. Uh, take a listen to what Mulvaney had to say um, this morning. Listen to this. All right. We have news <laughs> on the stimulus talks. This is important. Chad Pergram, our guy in Washington, telling us that Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senator Chuck Schumer, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin will be meeting one o'clock Eastern time today in the Speaker's office. Mick Mulvaney joins us right now. He's former Office of Management and Budget Director. All right, Mick. When you were last on this program, you said there's definitely going to be a stimulus package. There's no way not three months before an election you can stop the politicians spending. I take it you think you still think the same way we're going to get a deal. I still do, Stuart. And at the end of this conversation, I hope we can talk a little bit about silviculture. I didn't realize you were a wood farmer as well. So that's a fascinating conversation to have. Yes, I think they're going to cut a deal. Keep in mind, the Senate was scheduled to be in Washington, D.C. this week. Anyway, the House was scheduled to go home, but I absolutely think they're going to get a deal. I was a little surprised the Democrats didn't take the Republicans up on the short-term one-week $600 kicker on unemployment insurance. Those are the types of things that are very hard to explain back home, Um, but it really just shows how politically sort of divisive this, this discussion is right now. But I do think they'll have some sort of conversation this week, and here's why. All of these men and women in the House especially are going to go home and campaign. They're going to go home to do a little bit of vacation, which everybody hates to give up. But then they're going to have to campaign. And it's very difficult to say you didn't get a deal done when you are in the majority. I've been on the flip side of that during 2010 to 2016 on various things, including government shutdowns. It's hard to do that when you're in the majority. So the pressure on Nancy to do something this week uh, will continue to grow. Now, we were told that it's going to be between $1 trillion worth of extra spending. That's kind of the Republican view. I know, I know, but I know it's vague, but $3 trillion yeah. from the Democrats. Are we going to split the difference and end up something like $2 trillion of extra spending? Yeah, I hope not, because that's just focusing on the numbers. Clearly, when you get down to a deal in Washington, D.C., when you're just talking about numbers, things tend to get done. But I do think there's some policies here that are making it more difficult to just split the numbers and get out of town quickly. Uh, Number one, Nancy said the $600 is not negotiable. That's that's a tough position to take, especially when you realize, again, Stuart, this is a federal kicker on top of the state benefit. And the longer it goes without being paid, because the money ran out last week, it's harder to get it back to the folks who need it. On the other side of the equation, you've got Mitch McConnell saying that the liability protection is non-negotiable. Um, those things tend to tell you it's tough to get a deal, but when both sides say they've got something that's non-negotiable, maybe that is the the fundamentals of the deal. Again, I think they have to do something this week, even if it's temporary. Now, the president has tweeted about the payroll tax cut. 
uh, is a payroll tax cut plus dollars, etc., etc. But look, you can't get a payroll tax cut before the election because Congress won't go with it. So you have to have a Trump win to get a payroll tax cut, don't you? Yeah, and I know Stephen Moore is going to come on here in a few minutes and talk about maybe the payroll tax cut. I've never been the biggest fan, but I, I appreciate what the administration is trying to do. The president's trying to figure out a way to get money uh, to folks who need it as quickly as possible. Keep in mind, Stuart, one of the things that's lost in these discussions about the next stimulus is that all of the money from the previous stimulus hasn't been spent yet. I think it's a trillion and a half dollars that hasn't flowed out yet from the CARES Act. Stimulus money coming from Washington, D.C. is slow. One of the fastest ways to get it might be in terms of unemployment compensation, but it's really hard to do this on a big scale. So that's why I think there is some discussion in Washington, D.C., especially amongst uh, fiscal conservatives, especially uh, those in the Senate saying, you know what, maybe no deal's better than, uh, than a bad deal. Maybe we wait and see. You just saw manufacturing numbers that were better than expected. You saw mm -hmm. job numbers the last couple of months that were a little better than expected. Retail sales, home sales. Maybe we're already on the way out of this thing, and the trillion dollars plus that's still in the CARES Act that hasn't been spent will be enough to get us back where we need to be. But at the end of the day, there will be some more money out of these meetings. Yeah, there will. Yeah, you've got a recession yeah. in an election year that usually yeah. is a... Yeah, so we've got them negotiating money, so they're holding livelihoods of people uh, at bay, right, for um, whatever they want to negotiate in deals. They're hoping to, you know, uh, get away with whatever they're doing. You know, it's it's crazy. It is insane. I mean, I applied for my 600 and I got some and then they stopped it. And I was like, they want, they, they wanted my ID. I was like, okay, you want like the hard ID? Like, what do you want? Nobody picks up the phone. Nobody sends a letter and nobody talks. And it's like, so, so now what you just sit there and wait. And, and it's hard for everyone. They crashed the financial system so that we beg them. They crashed everything. They shut down everything. They're locking people in their homes. I mean, look at Australia. They're under like martial law. They've made us slaves to the currency because the currency dictates if we eat, if we have a home or anything. That's what it does. We've given them that power, this fiat currency. And boy, huh? didn't I say in 2018, you guys, hey. Don't worry about it. We're going to go through some pain, but we are going to tip the world economy. Our border is just a, a physical barrier to show where the buck stops. Everyone is in full panic mode. I've been walking you through their steps, you know, where the gold back currency is coming. Now a lot of people are talking about it and that's great. That's great because they, they, they were going to start talking about it. I mean, I even saw the Epic Times talking about it now. And I'm like, well, you're many years late because that was the plan. That was one of the plans. I mean, you take away the chains of money and you've taken away a big weight off of the people. Imagine giving birth to a child with no debt. Giving birth to a child that can freely exist without debts. Without debts to them. Mm. That is something that they don't want. They want to keep you enslaved to this fiat currency. Hmm? And we're going to tip it for them. This is what this whole thing was about. This is why we went after Venezuela. And I was talking about Venezuela in 2018 to show you what the problem was in Venezuela. How they were mining it to cover themselves. How we got them everything. Right? We got everything we need. 
We know what's happening. We know who's going to remain standing after that economic collapse. And you know what? Let's spend, spend, spend. Because with the flick of a pen, there is zero debt and we start all over. I mean, it's fake money, right? It's monopoly money, right? The banks are screaming. Everyone's screaming. And people are like, well, what do I do? Don't worry about it. God always provides. That's, that's what we need to understand. The more you try to mitigate the more you're working against what's supposed to happen. I learned that the hard way. Learned it the hard way. And this is just, you know, uh, 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 from experience. The more you try to mitigate your circumstances for survival, your circumstances for what's to come tomorrow, the more you're just roadblocking your own self. I was mitigating, mitigating, mitigating. And then it just, I just got such a slap in the face and I was on the floor and I was like, well, okay, let me recoup. And, 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 and so what I did was I compartmentalized. I spent three hours working because that's all I had the capacity for. Other than that, I was just crying and crying, you know, about my fate. What am I going to do? And then I just stopped one day and said, you know what? Take the wheel, man. And I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I just know it'll happen. And, and so it did. It's, it's really important, you know, that, that we understand that the economy globally is being changed. You can go back to 2018. I'm sure that, uh, that most, of my, uh, most of my shows are uploaded through Simplecast, iHeart, iTunes. Um, not a lot of them have titles. They just have dates. But if I find it, I'll share it. On uh, Subscribestar, and, because I, I talked a lot about gold. I had someone talking about gold. And again, just surrender to your neighbor. Surrender to our creator. Guys, it all works out. I'm just saying, I know it sounds really, uh, you know, seriously, it is so liberating. This is what it says, like release your riches, release it. God doesn't mean donate all your stuff. It just means donate yourself to everyone, meaning everyone just leave it. And it's really hard, you know, in the constructs of this reality. And this is why I hate this time in this time. The construct is so rigid. It, it makes you feel even though they tell you anything is possible, they're actually telling you everything is impossible. You know, it's, it's like insanity. Who decides who's insane? The people that draw the rules, the rule book from here to here. If you stay within this range, you're sane. outside of it. You're not sane. who draws those lines. So I, I, I want you to, to, to understand if you actually believe it. And I know it sounds dumb. It took me weeks of battling and, and every single time I would try to mitigate something, there were more roadblocks and more roadblocks and more roadblocks. It's so hard, especially for someone that, that always calculates, that's always ahead of things. It never in my personal, cause that backfired real hard. I'll tell you that. Um, so someone that believes that there's always a method to the madness, I found it difficult to relinquish. And it's all about believing, trusting that inside self. It's, it's so difficult. And, and this is experience. I'm not talking, Hey, you know, I read this in the book. I'm telling you from experience because one day when people understand exactly, uh, you know, how and what position I was in, you know, you'd be surprised. How the heck are you still standing? And it's not because I, I stood, it's because I, I, I kneeled. That's basically what I did. So, uh, and it's so hard to explain it in any other way. It's so hard. Um, 
And now, moving along, because this is Monday, and it's the beginning of a week, right? A week that will humble us. And for me, it wasn't humbling like something great happened to me today. It's just that there was um, uh, something... It was like a message, I, I, you know, a synchronicity, like so weird. And I, so that tells me that this week is going to be extremely humbling for all of us. Five o'clock, the president will have a live news conference. So you know what? I may be streaming that. Um, uh, hopefully I will be back in time because I know I have an appointment. I will be streaming it if I'm back in time. If not, I will stream it after the live ends. Regardless, I will live stream. Uh, it's um, I'm I'm. He's going to set the tone for this week, so I'm interested to see what he has to say. Because all we're getting is China, 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 China. And we're also getting a lot about this from Menendez, because this is something that they're really trying to push. And you have to ask yourself, why are they pushing this? Just, just think, why are they pushing this? Perhaps most shockingly, while we have all known for some time that Russia has provided support to the Taliban both arms and resources, imposing bounties on the heads of U.S. service members is an outrageous escalation. President Trump astonishingly admitted in an interview on Tuesday that he's never raised the issue with Mr. Putin, even though he's spoken to him about seven times this year alone. Mr. Secretary, do you consider how you would react to such behavior from a Democratic president if you were sitting in your old house seat? Would you be okay with a president who abandoned our truce but not even raising this with the Kremlin? Yes, I, I don't spend much time thinking about what I would have done were I still in the House of Representatives. I'm very focused on my job as Secretary of State today. Have you raised concerns with Russia? And it's Foreign Minister Lavrov with respect to Russia reportedly placing bounties on the heads of service members in Afghanistan. I want to be very careful about what's uh, public record and what's intelligence-based. But, yes, um, I can assure you and the American people that each time I've spoken with Foreign Minister Lavrov, I've raised all of the issues that put any American interest at risk, whether that's our soldiers on the ground in Syria, soldiers on the ground in Afghanistan, uh, the activities that are taking place in Libya, uh, the actions in Ukraine, e each and every one of these that uh, potentially threaten American interests are things that I raised in my conversations with Foreign Minister Lavrov, and I speak with him with some frequency. I appreciate that answer. And I like Lavrov. He's pretty straight to the point. And again, no one can really trust the Russians because the, the Russians don't even trust themselves. Okay, let's be honest. They've been through, uh, you know, hell and back as, as, as a people. So, you know, every single time you ask uh, uh, a Democrat about China, they revert to Russia and how Russia's bad. But... He, listen to this Tucker piece. Today, this CNN so aired a 16-minute interview with the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. In cable news time, that's eternity. And they needed it because there's a lot to discuss with Silver, not least the NBA's long and very close relationship with the communist government of China, the government that's sending minorities to re-education camps and facilitating slave labor. But those questions never got asked. Instead, a cascade of softballs. Watch. I assume you would cancel the NBA season, uh, Adam, uh, if uh, that was the right, that would be the right thing to do uh, if it involved the players' health and safety and other personnel 
coaches, etc. cetera, uh, you, you would just end the season, right? What will it be like watching these games on TV to the cause of racial justice in our country? How do you see the NBA's role and your role as commissioner when it comes to supporting those players? How do you think whoever wins the NBA title should be remembered? Wow. How do powerful people get a pass from the media? Simple. By being woke, the NBA painted Black Lives Matter on its courts. It allows its players to kneel for the national anthem, giving the finger to the country that made the sport possible. Okay, so let me tell you something. Someone actually DM me and said, you know, I'm really interested in, in, in sports. I do basketball. You know, you said something about the NBA being gone. I'm going to tell you this, and you heard this now, because it is going to come in the future. NBA is gone. All our sports are gone. You're going to see it. Uh, well, this is the plan. Okay. And uh, the majority of it will be gone. Uh, they do not want people uh, playing games anymore. There is a patent for that. This is where they take all these woke, uh, kneeling clowns, right? All of these, you see these clowns? All these woke, kneeling clowns from their high schools and their colleges, throw them in a basement and create AI. We're going to be watching video games. It's dead. <laughs> I don't want you running my show anymore. I don't need you to be there. You will turn up at parties when I tell you. And if you don't want to, I will create one that will. This is how there's a patent for that. It's for artificial personas, artificial celebrities, the, the singers. Do you know? And I'm not going to point it out yet because it's not time, but I want you to have that in the back of your mind. How many of these singers and actors are really real? That you see on your big screens. I've, I've said this. This, when I saw what they did, I said, whoop, there it is. Because I remembered that. I remembered that. I remembered there was a blow that started with the NBA. This is it. All these kneeling idiots are going to be trapped in basements, not allowed to go out. Because they might need a real person at some point to show up. And if they're not compliant of living in the basement, like those balling cartels, you know, with their tigers and chains in, in the sewers, because that's where they belong. That's how it is. There are patents for this. There is a patent for this patent that was filed years ago. This has been all in the mix. Your performers. Oh, that actor's great. Is it real, though? How do you know it's real? This is it. This was the blow. This was that moment in time where it went NBA boom. And these idiots just sold out actual sports where people would demonstrate their skills and whatever and bring people together for two seconds. <laughs> We're doing it ourselves. We're handing everything they want over. Here, take my ID. Uh, I just, if, if I get what I want, no big deal. You could just have everything. As long as I have a roof over my head, you can have everything. As long as I have food on my table, you can have everything. As long as this, you can have everything. Why? Why? But they'll take my breath away. Then so be it. Let them. But they'll take my food away. So be it. Let them. It'll come in another shape or form. See, I, 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 this morning on the conversation, I said, you know, sometimes I always ask God, hey, what's going on here? Like, you know, or help me with this. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I don't even like the answer. None of us do. Because <laughs> it's more that we see our, ourself, 
you know, uh, and, and I say this to people that say, oh, I, you know, I, I don't like hearing you or I don't like you. And I'm like, that's because you see yourself, you know, you, it's a reflection. This is how we know frequencies. It's all about frequencies. And, uh, you know, that goes back to that old, uh, Greek thing. Have you guys ever seen the seeing eye thing that the Greeks have? You know, uh, it's called getting the eye. It means of uh, violating your frequency. And, uh, when someone says something, they say, they uh, gave you the stank eye or something. It actually means a violation of frequency just so people know. So, that comes to the end of the show. That was super quick. I'm going to run to my appointment. Hopefully, I'll be back by um, 5 p.m. So that way we can get going on this um, President uh, Trump presser. And I will upload this video, uh, this show on YouTube. God bless everyone. I'll see you later on today. Now, on that note, I want to wish you guys a wonderful evening. God bless from all of us here at Red States. Red States.